create and ultimately sell. And now, here she is, Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Good morning, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Sharon Bell Hawkshaw, and this is the Business of Art. Now, I've received quite a few emails with regards to legal issues with running your business, specifically copyright laws. And that's a very good topic, and I never really covered copyright laws in any kind of detail. I briefly covered the legalese of your business in Episodes 5 and 6, but copyright law really deserves its own show. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Very important topic. And before I get started, I just want to first say I am not an attorney, and so I'm only giving you advice that I know. But please, don't take my advice, just take my suggestions. And the most important suggestion that you should walk away with today is that you should hire an attorney. And if you don't want to hire an attorney, at least hire an attorney for a few hours for consultation. This is not the time to take advice from any old person. Grandma Jane, they don't understand what copyright laws are. They're very complex. So I'm going to give you the watered-down version that I understand to be copyright laws. You should take this information and, as I said earlier, consult with an attorney. Not a real estate attorney, but someone who actually deals with copyright laws because this is very different. Not all attorneys are the same. They have specialties, and you need to find someone who has a specialty in copyright law. So having said all that, let's get started. I'm going to actually read to you the copyright laws. Now, there's two laws. There's the 1976 law, and then there was an amendment to it in the 2000s. I don't want to give you any incorrect information, so I'm actually going to read both of those laws to you. So if you hear papers crumbling in the background, that's just me switching back and forth between uh, pages. But let's get started. Any new business must investigate legal rights related to their particular need, and an artist is no exception. If you know your legal rights, you will be a wiser negotiator and a better business person. If you know these rights from the start, chances are you will not be taken advantage of. Several people have asked me why galleries want you to sign a contract. My question to you is, why wouldn't you sign a contract? Any gallery, any museum, any entity that wants to do business with you without a contract, they're up to no good. You need to have a contract. Galleries need contracts so that they have written permission to sell your work and market your work. And you need to have a contract stating what you're going to pay them in commission and how the transactions are going to take place. This is to protect both of you. The basic copyright is a form for your protection, and it's provided by the law for the creation of original works. As owner of your copyright, you have exclusive rights to do and to authorize others to do the following. Reproduce the work in copies. Prepare derivatives of the work. Distribute copies for sale to the public by rental, lease, sale, you can transfer this for a period of time if you wish. Display the copyrighted work publicly and include an, or include in a motion picture or a TV show. 
Most importantly, the sale of your artwork does not give the buyer the ownership of your copyright. If they want the, this additional benefit, they must pay for it and have your written agreement. You should never, however, give up your copyright unless you are being paid very, very well. It is the most valuable asset for your business and for you as an artist. Now, you can sell these rights. They are not usually lifetime or complete. Copyright registration. Since 1979, you are not required to put the copyright symbol on your work to protect it. You still have to prove it is your original creation, however. So how do you do that? You could take snapshots or slides and get them printed with a date on the photo. This is proof, but this will not hold up in a court case. If you don't file copyright formally in the Copyright Office in Washington, D.C., you cannot sue someone for infringing the copyright. When you register, you become eligible to receive statutory damages and attorney's fees in the case of any infringement suit. The Copyright Law of 1976. Now I'm going to read this. Under the Copyright Law of 1976, any work created on or after January 1, 1978 is protected by common law copyright as soon as it is completed in some tangible form. As the creator, you have certain inherent rights over your artwork, including the ability to control how it is used. You have the exclusive right to reproduce, sell, distribute, and display your artwork publicly. This protection lasts until 50 years after the artist's death. It can be renewed by an artist's heir or heirs. You also have the right to transfer the copyright to heirs in your will. You can transfer part or all of your copyright through a sale, gift, donation, or trade. You must do this in writing, though. This is not the same as selling or transferring ownership of an artwork. You can sell a first reproduction right to one company, say for greeting cards, and a second reproduction right to another, say for a calendar, as long as each contract allows you to do that. To be copyrightable, a work must be both original and creative. It must be a physical expression of an idea. It can be a logo, illustration, fine artwork, oil painting, transparency, photo, chart, diagram, video, film strip, motion picture, slideshow, computer software program, typeface, and the list goes on and on. Now, infringement occurs when someone derives a work of art directly from a work by someone else. If you derive a painting from a photograph clipped from a magazine, for example, you might be infringing. With computer art, this has become an increasing concern. If you copy from a pre-existing image, you need to alter your work to the extent that a casual observer would not notice a resemblance. If you're going to copy from a painting or a photograph, you should get in contact with that artist and get the right to do that in writing. Now, let's move on. Invasion of Privacy Act. If you do a portrait of someone, be sure you obtain a model release for future use of this painting in your brochure, newspaper article, publicity, for sale and the exhibition, etc. Without this, you cannot reproduce it or exhibit it in public without the possible threat of a lawsuit. Invasion of privacy doesn't apply after someone dies. An estate may have the right to all images of any given celebrity. Well, that's very interesting. 
So it's very important that if you're using models to do some of your artwork, that you should uh, get a model release form and have them sign it. And again, you should have an attorney actually create a model release form for you. Do not have Aunt Betty, because she writes well, create a legal form for you. Or Uncle Bob, because he's an accountant, have him create a legal form for you. They are not copyright attorneys. They're not contract attorneys. So please, and I'm going to say this a few times throughout the show, please, please, please hire an attorney. Let's discuss estate planning. If you plan correctly, your work can survive your death. Should you become ill and you have not planned for your death, you might be in trouble. I don't care if you're 18 or if you're 180. If you have not planned for your passing and what is to happen to your possessions and specifically your artwork, then you're foolish. This is one of the things that you need to put on the top of your list of things to do. Your work needs to be organized, documented, and inventoried. You will need to decide if the works are in your possession when you die, who will be responsible for finding a good home for them. Don't name any person, public facility, or company as a recipient of your work unless you have talked to them first. Hospitals and libraries are two public institutions that would benefit from donated artwork. You don't want your art stored away. It does nobody good in storage. You need to prepare a will which indicates your desires. Be sure to note in the will who will own the copyright. Huge, huge, huge importance. It is best to pass the copyright ownership along with the artwork. Otherwise, your heirs might have more taxes than they planned. There are two types of contracts you can use in your business. When dealing with another art professional, i.e. a gallery, a consultant, a museum, museum coordinator, a publisher, etc., you need to have a formal contract. When dealing with a small collector, you can have a user-friendly agreement. Art world professionals will often have a standard contract that they want you to sign. Take time to look it over. See if you have any questions. Make sure you ask them about anything that you do not understand or anything that you disagree with. Do this in writing so you have a record of what you asked and what they answered. If you don't like what they answered, then propose an alternate idea. If that doesn't get approved, then another compromise will have to be made. You both must be content upon signing. Do not give up rights that you shouldn't, but don't get stuck on small details. User-friendly agreements is typically a letter, usually on your business stationery, that states in simple terms the rights of the artist. It is an informational way at the outset of a relationship to inform all parties of what is occurring. Now, items to include would be right to reproduce, right to photograph, right to reacquire the work for a retrospective, royalty on retransfer of artwork, share of rental income, a limitation regarding exhibition of artwork. Now, these are all very, very important. First and foremost, if you take anything away from me today, one, of course, is contact what? An attorney. And two, never give away your rights to reproduce. I make most of my money in reproductions. The right to photograph, absolutely not. The right to reacquire the work for a retrospective, absolutely. 
hopefully it will come a time when a famous gallery wants to do a retrospective of your work, and a retrospective of your work means going back in time. And of course, you've been selling your artwork all along, so you don't have all that work from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago. So you need to be able to go back to the people that you sold the work to and retrieve the, the paintings for a limited amount of time for a retrospective. Also, it's very important that if they resell the artwork that you know where the artwork goes. And if you can get a royalty on the transfer of the work, then absolutely knock yourself out. And then if they get smart enough and they decide, oh, yes, I can make some money off your artwork by leasing it out, you should be getting some kind of uh, compensation for that as well. So these are very important things that you need to go through. And again, I'm going to repeat myself one more time. You should really have an attorney draw this contract up for you. And then it's a standard contract. The only thing you're doing is you're plugging in the, the purchaser's name and, how, and the name of the art piece and how much you're selling it for. Everything else would be, will be the same. Definitely get an attorney. So that is the original copyright law of 1976. Now there has been a few adjustments to that old law that was made in the 2000s somewhere. So I'm going to read to you what the adjustments are. So bear with me. Copyright laws for paintings. A painting is considered a work of visual art and a painter has the same exclusive rights under U.S. copyright law as writers or musicians. A painter also has more rights only accorded to creators of one-of-a-kind visual art. While copyright's exclusive rights protect an author's financial interest in his work, moral rights protect an artist's honor and reputation. With regards to reproductions, a painter has the exclusive right to reproduce her work in copies, such as in prints of the original painting. She also has the right to authorize other companies to produce these copies, as happens if, for example, a museum wants to produce prints to sell in its gift shop. Derivative works. A painter also has the exclusive right to create a derivative work based on his original painting. Anything that would transform the original work or adapt it to a different context or circumstances would be considered a derivative work. Copyright laws with regards to distribution. Just as a painter has the exclusive right to reproduce his work, he also has the exclusive right to distribute those copies to the public. This right of distribution includes the artist's right to lease or sell the original painting, sell of the painting itself. However, it does not transfer the copyright in the painting unless the copyright is specifically transferred in writing. Attribution and integrity. Unlike other authors, such as writers and musicians, a painter or other visual artist has the rights of attribution and integrity. The right of attribution allows the painter to require that she be identified as the creator of a painting. The right of integrity allows an artist to protect his or her work from destruction or mutilation that would injure her art, his or her artistic reputation. An artist retains these moral rights even if she or he transfers the painting's copyright. Very important. So that is the update to the original uh, copyright laws for paintings. And then finally, as an artist with a legal question, you don't want to hire a lawyer who specializes in real estate or accident law. 
If you are working out a licensing or royalty agreement, you want an intellectual property attorney who specializes in copyright and publishing law. Understand the lawyer's pricing structure, i.e. how much you will be charged for speaking to him for five minutes on the phone, etc. If you have a big project, it's a good idea to evaluate your lawyer's resume. See what cases they have worked on that might be similar to yours. Before we leave here today, we have an action plan. Things that you need to do. The first is, study your legal rights. Second, copy your work at the Copyright Office in Washington, D.C. Three, prepare a standard user-friendly agreement so when you need it, you have it. Four, prepare a standard modeled release so you have it when you need it. Five, contact the volunteer lawyers for the arts in your area and attend a seminar. And finally, always have signed contracts when selling to private clients or art world professionals. So, the next time you want to join a gallery, be it online or brick and mortar, and the gallery wants you to enter into a contract. Don't be shy and run away. This is standard business protocol and it protects both you and the gallery as it states in writing what both sides agree to. Read everything before you sign it, most importantly, and understand what you're signing. Well, that's it for today. You have a great deal to think about and even more to do. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Business of Art. And remember, you can listen to this episode as well as the rest of the CAGO Media Library at the following locations. iTunes, type in CAG Media. Blog Talk Radio, type in CAG Radio. Or visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the Media tab. Please note that all shows will post after they have aired. CAG Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. If this describes you, Visit us online to learn how to submit your work for consideration. And remember, you're going to have to sign a contract because any reputable company will ask you for a contract. And finally, Contemporary Art Gallery Online is proud to announce their monthly art contest. Beginning with the first contest in September 2012, each subsequent month there will be an art contest with a different theme. The benefits and advantages of using Contemporary Art Gallery Online and participating in their monthly contest are numerous for new and emerging artists who would like to promote their art to a wider audience, visit ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Art Contest tab to learn more about all the different art contests that they have. And as always, it has been wonderful spending some time with you today. And keep creating. Bye. You have been listening to The Business of Art, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. You can find the Business of Art radio show along with the other media programs presented by CAG Media on our website at www.contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, on iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio, and just type in CAG Media. Contemporary Art Gallery is always looking for exceptional new artists. This describes you. Visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you're interested in purchasing art, please visit us at our website, ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful afternoon.